Hey, it's Cameo, and welcome. Just like you, I wear many hats, and sometimes I feel overwhelmed by the demands of everyday life. And there was a time when I felt lost, stuck, and unsure of how or where to start the transformation that I needed. And that's why we're here, to share experiences, lessons, tools, and tips for shaking up your life and living for you. I'm glad you're here, so let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cameo Show. My name is Cameo, and I am your host. Today's episode is about a topic that I believe most of us, if not all of us, can relate to, this relentless inner critic who takes the center stage of our mind and lets us know when we don't measure up. But fear not, because today we're going to talk about a concept of silencing that inner critic by naming and taming it. I'm excited to guide you through this journey of self-discovery and empowerment around this topic so that we can say, shh, no more, I don't want to hear it, and have tools to know exactly how to do so. I think it's pretty safe to say that our inner critics all probably have a lot of the same characteristics, right? Negative self-talk, self-doubt, harsh judgments, about our appearance or our abilities or our past mistakes, what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing. What we forget often is that this inner voice that's guiding us down this negative path is just a component of our personality. It's just that we become so intertwined with it And it gets fed so easily. The more we listen, the more it goes down this path and tricks us into believing it, that we start like identifying with it. The first step in silencing the inner critic is simply just to recognize that it's there. To be able to regain control when our thoughts go off and when this negative voice pops in, to just simply be able to say, There you are, my inner critic. I see you. There you are. When we recognize that it is simply our inner critic, a component of our personality, we're able to regain a little bit of control of where our thoughts go next, which brings up this psychological concept of externalization and personification. Externalization is all about observing our thoughts and emotions objectively. So instead of saying, for example, I am so stressed, I can't handle all of this shit that's going on, which many of us feel, we identify with that emotion, the stress. I am so stressed. Externalizing that statement is taking the emotion and recognizing it by saying, there's a lot of stress around what I have going on and saying it feels overwhelming right now. So instead of identifying with the stress, just simply recognizing that it's there and talking about how we feel about it versus identifying with it. Personification, the second piece of this, is giving human traits and characteristics to non-human things like our emotions or our habits or our thought processes. Now, I know that might sound a little bit crazy, But it makes this interaction with ourselves, with this one piece of our personality, a lot more manageable because it separates us. It separates us from 
our thoughts and identifying with this inner critic by recognizing, hey, there you are, this one piece of my personality, by externalizing the statements and just recognizing what it is that's happening, the emotion and how it's making you feel. And then by separating it from yourself as a person, by giving it its own persona, you make it so much easier to manage the challenge and you develop strength in your communication and healthy relationships with your thoughts. It allows you to feel a greater sense of control over your inner experiences because you're treating them as external entities that can be changed or managed. And it usually reduces the emotional charge that we feel. This promotes greater self-awareness and better emotional well-being. I think of the movie, the kids movie Inside Out, where it's this little girl and it's showing the inside of her brain and she's a teenager. And so she has all of these different emotions and depending on what's happening determines which emotion is driving. And each one of those emotions in this movie have a little character. So if you haven't seen it, there's joy. She's like a little fairy and she's always so happy and spunky. And then there's sadness and she's blue and she's always Oh boy, she's always so sad. And then there's fear and he's purple and he's always timid and nervous and anxious about everything. And then there's disgust and she's green and she is sassy. And the reason I bring up that movie is because even in that scenario, how they're illustrating it to the viewer, they're showcasing all of these emotions. They're personifying these emotions so that they are separate and distinct entities instead of the identity of this little girl. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, tearjerker actually. So once we've been able to identify our inner critic, we are able to externalize and personify these emotions. Now it's time to name it. Let me give you an example. There is an author and a meditation teacher named Sharon Salzberg, and she talks about this and her inner critic, she named Lucy. And that inspired me to decide who is my inner critic? What is their name? And my inner critic's name is China. So each time I catch myself, I identify that I have this self-critic taking over my inner narrative. I say, oh, hey, China, what's up? Like she's here. Or Greg will even be like, uh, you can tell China to pipe down. I named her China because when I was younger in high school, I was pretty muscular and the guys would make fun of me and they would call me manly and they would call me China, like the WWE wrestler. And so she just has this like bully, bad image in my brain because of conditioning and how I was teased. So I've decided that that's the appropriate name for the bully inside of my brain. Anyway, so I encourage you to choose a name or two or three that resonates with you personally. So whether that's Debbie Downer when you're being negative or um, Mean Marvin, like, hey, Mean Marvin, what's up? You're rude and awful. Or even Karen, Sorry to any Karens out there, but Karen who stomps her feet and is mad at everybody and it's everybody else's fault. Whatever is popping up in your brain, this inner dialogue, give them names so that you can identify them and be like, what's up? I'm not surprised you're here. And then you can separate yourself from 
however that voice is talking to you, whatever emotion that voice is making you feel, you can discern that it is actually not you. It gives you permission to say, I am not my thoughts. In fact, this type of thought is negative Nancy or whatever the name is that you choose. And that brings us to the next piece, which is the result. Taming the influence that this negative inner critic has over you. There are a few ways that you can do this. So once you identify, hey, hey, welcome, you can pipe down now because you've understood that it's separate from you. Now you can look for ways to change that narrative. One way is positive affirmations. So I know that sounds corny and cheesy, but just like we say I'm stressed and we're trying to externalize that and say this is stressful, do positive affirmations for yourself where you do use I am statements, but they're positive. So instead of I'm stressed, say I'm capable. I deserve love. I am successful. I am enough. So catch yourself in those negative I am statements, externalize them, flip how they sound, and then practice doing positive I am statements. And then just keep repeating them over and over and over to yourself. The second way to tame the influence of this self-critic is through self-compassion. I am not alone. I, I would bet that I'm not alone, that I talk to myself in ways that I would never talk to one of my friends, someone I love, and I bet you can relate. The things that I put myself through or have in the past can get pretty nasty. And so by practicing self-compassion, it's just a reminder to treat yourself with the same kindness you would offer a friend going through a stressful situation or to really make sure that you address stress as a problem to be solved, for example, versus a personal failure. Big one. And then lastly, we talk about this a lot, but it's finding gratitude. So my inner critic would allow me, and sometimes still does, to lay in bed at night and go through all of the things that I did wrong, all of the things I missed, all of the things that I said that could have been hurtful or misconstrued. And I decided years ago that instead of doing that every single night and going to bed upset, I was going to flip that and focus instead on all of the things and people that I was grateful for. And I would fall asleep every night feeling so warm and so loving and so loved because I wasn't focusing on lack or fear or all of the things I did wrong and beating myself up. The reason for all of these practices, so positive affirmations, self-compassion and gratitude is to tame the influence of that inner critic and reframe how you see and talk to yourself. So you're identifying the inner critic, you're challenging its validity, you're giving it a name, you're separating yourself from it, and you're reframing how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself and how you see yourself into a different light. Let me give you an example. So one of my inner critics that's pretty strong right now is who do I think I am? I'm too old to think that I can learn mixed martial arts. I am getting wrinkly. I need, you know, to do something about that. <sighs> hey, China. 
Welcome back. Thanks for all of those things. Uh, I, I see you and I'm going to identify and separate myself from you, China. Thank you for that. And I'm going to reframe it as I am so grateful that my body is capable of the physical demands that learning mixed martial arts requires. And I am so grateful that I have these wrinkles and that the, I have these aging concerns because that means that I am here and I am living and I have the privilege of getting older. And that is the point of this entire podcast is to hopefully give you some tools to go in and recognize when this is happening, because I believe it happens to all of us. I encourage you to experiment with naming your own inner critics and then share your experiences. I would love to hear some of the names that you come up with that serve your nasty portions that take over sometimes. I'm really grateful that you're here. I thank you for tuning in. And I hope that this topic of silencing your inner critic will serve you immediately. Hey yo! Congratulations on investing into yourself and your growth. I hope you found this episode to be beneficial and feel proud of yourself for showing up. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing with someone else who may benefit from it too. I'd love to hear from you, so hit me up on all socials at Cameo Elise Braun. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow for new episodes and updates. Also, it's super important to mention this is intended for entertainment and education through experience. None of it is fully known to be fact and is not a replacement for professional advice from a therapist or doctor. Thank you so much for being here with me and be sure to thank yourself for showing up.